Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new unsettling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. So this happened to me about 13 years ago. I was 10 at the time, and my younger brother was 8. We had just moved to a new town that year, and the Walmart here had this sweet arcade up near the service desk. So every time my parents would bring us grocery shopping, they'd give us each a few dollars and let us play in the arcade. The town had an incredibly low crime rate, and the arcade is at the front of the store where dozens of people are checking out. So what could possibly go wrong? My brother is playing the claw machine, while I'm standing on the side of the machine trying to help him angle the claw perfectly above a stuffed animal that he's trying to get. Suddenly, this random hillbilly walks up to the claw machine next to us, inserts a quarter, and begins moving the claw around. But for most of this time, he's making eye contact with my brother and smiling, not even watching his game. He's not talking to us, just staring and smiling. He has long, thin brown and silver hair, pulled back in a loose ponytail at the base of his skull, a camo trucker hat, and a long scraggly beard. I remember vividly the way he smelled. Stale beer, ashtray, and something that smelled like sweet yet sour dirt. Maybe fungus. He tries making small talk with my brother and I, who were raised to be aware of strangers, yet still be polite. Eventually, we get bored of the game we're playing, and I usher my brother to follow me to a new game on the opposite side of the arcade. A few seconds later, the man follows us, stationing himself once again at the claw machine next to us. At some point, an overweight lady walks in and says to the hillbilly, What are you doing to these little kids? And she snickers at me. He replies, I'm trying to win them some stuffed animals. She then begins playing the claw on the other side of us, so that my brother and I are sandwiched between these two strangers. His comment comes across as weird to me, because previously I thought he was maybe trying to win something for his kids, but this entire time, he'd just been following my brother and I from game to game, trying to win us toys. This has been going on for maybe 20 minutes at this point. They followed us to several different machines, and spent about five to six bucks in the process. Each time my brother and I switched machines, they'd follow. The hillbilly says to the lady, I'm out of money. You got any? She says, nah, I'm broke too. My brother says, I have a dollar still. Now, this is the part that really scared me. I remember listening to these two talk about some weird things with us, asking if I have a boyfriend, asking where we go to school, where our parents work, asking if we've ever done drugs, things like that. But when my brother said he had a dollar, she responded with the most terrifying thing I'd heard from them yet. The woman suddenly bursts out, Well, sh- Then give it to him, boy! Her face was red. The tone in which she shouted was so ear-piercing and gut-wrenching that I could feel the blood drain from my face. My brother looked like he was about to cry. He hands her the dollar and her face lights right up. She begins to laugh it off, almost like she's trying to make it seem like she was joking when she yelled at us. 
My father walks up a few moments later. As I turn to tell him that these people have spent close to $10 to win toys for us, they leave in a rush before he gets a good look at them. My dad is instantly livid. He takes us up to the front desk and tells them what I told him. They make an announcement on the PA to keep an eye out for these people and a report to an employee if they see them. Then they call the police. I don't actually remember this part or much of anything after my father arrives, but this is what he told me. They never did find the couple. The police reviewed security cameras, too blurry to make out any physical details, and told my parents that the couple left the store immediately after my father showed up, without any groceries. Every time I see a man or woman in Walmart that looks as I remember them, I get anxiety and try to avoid them. So to the hillbilly couple lurking in Walmart, I hope to never, ever meet you again. A few weeks ago, a friend and I, both 24-year-old females, planned to go to an event together. Since we only had free time after work, we decided to grab an Uber so we wouldn't take too long to arrive and could enjoy the festivities a little bit more. The first half of the Uber ride was pretty normal. The driver seemed like a normal, polite dude, but as soon as we got to the highway, his attitude shifted. He seemed a lot more irritated, irrational. Me and my friend didn't pay much attention though, and kept chatting between us, as we noticed the overall tone of the ride take a turn. Our attention was drawn when he started shouting with another driver. He turned to us and said that he was going to pull over for a moment. I tried objecting, but he ignored and pulled over anyway. When out of nowhere, he reaches for the glove compartment and pulls out a gun. It's important to note that guns are pretty much illegal in my country and there are very few circumstances where an everyday citizen will just have one on them. Both my friend and myself were simply watching this unfold with bated breath, and when the other guy drove away, we let out an audible sigh of relief. But then, we were still stuck in a car with a crazy man who had a gun. After this, he went back to driving and apologized to us, saying that the guy was tailgating him. I let out an Oh, got it. He kept talking. That guy is lucky that you two girls are here, or else I would have followed him and shot him in the face. Sleazy idiot. I look over to my friend. She's in absolute shock and looks paralyzed with fear. I'm in shock too, but I'm trying to keep my cool because the last thing I want is to get him annoyed with us. If he was willing to shoot that guy for tailgating... I didn't want to know what he would do to us if I said the wrong thing. No, it's okay. I understand. I say trying to appease him. These guys need to be taught a lesson. He continued while I just agreed with my head nod. I did that before, you know. You just trap the guy in an empty street. And when he exits the car, bang. Did he just admit to murder? Was the only thing running through my mind at that point. But I managed to keep calm and agreed with him the rest of the way. He did deliver us to the right place, with no further incidents. I waited a few weeks to report him to Uber, since he had my home address, and it wouldn't be hard to figure out who had reported him. Nobody has showed up to my home with a gun, at least yet, so I think I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> 
and Uber has answered my report saying that they started an investigation into this driver. I just hope this guy doesn't do this to anyone else. Or worse. I'd like to share a story that happened to me when I was about 17. I'm 22 now, and before you part any judgment upon me, I just want you to think about what you were doing when you were a teenager and reflect on that. There was an abandoned house between my town and the town next to me on one of the country roads that connects us. I've been to it before and even gone inside twice with my sister and my best friend. It's an old house, dates back centuries, according to the bank records that I was able to find, and you can just tell by the design that it's rather old. The house is two stories, with a basement, has a lot of furniture and objects strewn about inside, so it's far from empty. You can tell that it hasn't been lived in for decades, and whoever had it previously almost seemed like they just disappeared one day, leaving nearly everything behind. The way I was able to get in before was through a cellar door in the basement, which is broken open and propped up with some big sticks. My first visits were when I was 16, so maybe a year before this story takes place. But I hadn't gone back at all in that time. Another friend had expressed interest in seeing the house when I told him about my experience. So, that summer, I told him that I'd take him to see it. I never thought it was a dangerous trip and told him that it's just an interesting place to explore. We parked across the street from the house, in the parking lot of one of the industrial buildings nearby. The road was a rural road, but it was far from unused, and we didn't want to be questioned by anyone. My friend, being braver than me despite my previous visits, led the way across the street to the front of the house. He asked me a couple of questions about it, and what stuff I had found in there. I told him that the kitchen still had expired food in it, and that the upstairs had a board game set that I ended up bringing home with me. As we walked from the front of the house to the side leading to the back with the cellar, I made note that there was a lot more brush than the last time I had visited. I had gone in the spring, and when I had gone with my sister and best friend, I never experienced the thick brush that I was now carefully plodding through. I made a comment to my friend that there was a lot more foliage than when I had gone before, as we both tried to figure out a path to the cellar. Eventually, we pushed through some branches, found the cellar door, broken and propped up, just as I had last seen it. We talked for a second about being nervous, and I really took in the view of the cellar that led into this dark, abandoned house. I remember being really intimidated while looking at that opening. I made note that some of the sticks propping up in the cellar door didn't look familiar to me. I didn't state it out loud, however, as I thought it was just my anxiety. My friend and I discussed who should go first, and he said since I'm the expert, I should be the first one in. I was hesitant, but eventually, after a good five minutes of mental preparation, I started down the few steps of the cellar. It was an awkward entrance as half the cellar was collapsed and left little room for maneuvering. You had to duck under the part of the cellar door that was still put together, then inch your feet down the steps, finally turning your body sideways to fit through the small gap into the basement. I took a long time after ducking under the door, 
since my nerves came back for a second. I made it in fine, and my friend followed very quickly, which I appreciated. We both stood in the corner of the basement now, taking it all in. I turned my phone's flashlight on, and he did the same. There was a spider web in the path to the stairs up to the first floor. I looked around, found some sort of tool to knock the spider web down, and I took the tool and swiped it through the web. After discarding the tool onto the concrete floor, my friend and I talked quietly for a moment. About what? I don't remember. But we fell silent for just a second. And above us, on the first floor, I clearly heard footsteps coming from above our heads. It almost seemed like they were heading to the stairs that led down to the basement. I remember this part the best, as I looked at my friend and he didn't seem to react to the footsteps that I was hearing. I looked at him, suddenly feeling very worried, and before I could even say a word, he said, we need to go. He turned around and practically jumped up the stairs. I remember thinking he got out insanely fast. I could see him turn and reach his hand back to help me up. I was a bit slower than he, but I also quickly stepped up the stairs, and he pulled me right through the opening. I landed on my hands and knees after I escaped the cellar, and I immediately stood up facing the weeds. I turned around to my friend, who was crouched, staring down into the cellar. I said to him that we should get out of here, and he turned away and told me to go first through the weeds. I pretty much just hauled ass through the brush, definitely getting cut up by something, but we made it through them and back in front of the house very quickly. My friend kept urging me to go in front of him, and he watched behind us, before switching to flashing his light in the windows on the first floor at the front of the house. I asked him what he was doing, and if he was alright. He didn't really answer me at first, so I asked him if he heard the footsteps before we bolted from the basement. He turned to me, and said that he heard them, and that's why he was watching the cellar, to see if anyone was following us out. He continued saying that after he pulled me up, he turned to guide me away before he let go of my hand, and when he turned back, he saw the bare feet of someone standing at the bottom of the cellar. Because of the dilapidated nature of the structure, he could only see their feet and part of their legs. At that point, that's when he told me to go through the weeds first. He never saw the person come up the cellar stairs or move away from them before he followed me. I didn't believe him at first, and thought he was just trying to scare me, but I could tell by the serious tone of his voice, and the silent look that he gave me after telling me that he wasn't trying to make me laugh, or lighten the mood. I still asked if he was lying, and he aggressively said that he wasn't. He told me that I heard the footsteps already, so I knew something had to be in the house. We stood for a second, not really saying anything before we both then agreed to go back across the street towards our cars. We stood by our rides for a while, watching the house to see if anything or anyone would come out, but nothing ever appeared. After talking for a bit about how crazy that was, and him reassuring me that he was telling the truth, it began to rain, and we decided to call it a night. I fully believe him, though. He's always stood by what he saw, I haven't gone back to that house since, 
and I like to tell myself that whoever was in that house was just a person trying to find shelter. Although I still get shivers to this day, thinking about how close that person was to me as I scrambled up from that cellar. <laughs>